Hello and welcome to the Hootie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, or well, first thing first, Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Um, and we, we, I don't know if you noticed, everybody, we just slightly changed our intro as well. So, um, New Year, New Beginnings. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> we were just so excited for the forthcoming year. Aren't we? we were. <laughs> Oh dear. So, um, obviously, on this week's show, we are going to be talking about the return of Doctor Mysterio. Uh, never let it be said we're <laughs> we've never got a finger on the pulse reviewing Doctor Who. <laughs> it's taken us so long to do those new intros. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yes, we were reviewing last Christmas's Christmas special. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. we're now in 2017. Oh dear. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll be talking about that later on. But first, as usual, let's have some news now um we kick off unfortunately with the dreaded stats the first stats of 2017 and uh yes doctor who got a final official rating of 7.83 million viewers now it doesn't sound a lot really does it um because it's, it's actually held the ninth place um for the viewing figures for that day for, for christmas day in the uk at least um however viewing figures appear to be down Across the board, don't they? Yeah, really. Um, I, th- I think you've made the paper saying it was, it's like the lowest viewing figures um, for of a Christmas day for for a long, long time. Considering that the top program for that day, Call the Midwife, um, only got nine point two one million viewers. I think it just sort of says how TV viewing's changed. Really, it really is. It, obviously, this doesn't include any iPlayer um, figures at the moment as well. But um, but it does the HD. It includes HD and plus one viewing figures as well. So um, there's not a lot in it. To be only two, you know, just over two million viewers. Yeah, between, between like ninth place and first place. This yeah. And I think as you, as you say, Paul, it's just that whole thing of the viewing habits really have changed, don't they? Yeah, and I think it has to be said, ITV just didn't even try on New Year, uh, Christmas Day, did they? No. From my memory of what was on. <laughs> it just didn't. No, yeah. no it, it was pretty... I, mean, I think that there's the only... I mean, Doctor Who was the only time we, we switched the telly on during that day, actually. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you, I think the, the kids had Frozen on in the afternoon. That was like the, 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 the big movie on uh, BBC One. So I think they watched that. And then, um, then it, after that, it was Doctor Who. And that's pretty much all we watched all day long, to be honest with you, because as you say, it was pretty pretty poor, really. <laughs> um, but also, um, interestingly enough, that the viewing figures for, for this year's Christmas special is slightly up on last year's uh, Christmas special, because the Husbands of River song got 7.69 million. Um, not Again, not much in it, um, but I don't think it'll ever reach the dizzy heights of uh, Voyage of the Downs with 13.31 million. That's back 2007 no. now, bloody hell. No, but it would be interesting to see what's how that compared percentage wise to how how far behind the top yes programs of of that year were. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. So yeah, would be interesting. But um, now, obviously, along with that, we have the audience appreciation index um, as well. That scored eighty two, um, which is exactly the same as last year and the year before that. Hmm. Mm. Pretty, pretty much standard. It is. Well, I'm looking at this chart here um, of all the Christmas specials, um, and the highest one 
um, was, I think we were looking at this, was 87. Um, and that was for End of Time, it appears. Uh, well, I don't know if that was part one or part two. I'm assuming it was part one because that was Christmas Day. Um, yeah. And The Snowmen. And that was it. That was, I think it was it a summer or Christmas Carol? I can't actually tell which one this is, actually. Mm. I've managed to close that page now. No, <laughs> it's, no it, I think it is The Snowmen. So it's, um, yeah, not great. No, but it never, it's, really it's never is, has it? been because because it's it, the Christmas as as we get on to saying later on, I suspect the, the Christmas Day program is always sort of a, trying to be something for everybody. Exactly, exactly. And when you do that, you tend to. Well, if it's going to be something for everybody, you expect it might maybe to get a little bit of a higher rating. But maybe maybe people tune up to expecting more Doctor Who things. I don't honestly yeah. don't know. Yeah you, yeah, you probably you probably don't get a high rating from the high, fairly high rating from the non Doctor Who fans, and then you don't get a high rating from the Doctor Who fans because they don't think it's Doctor Who Doctor enough. Who enough. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So. so. <laughs> There's You're no pleasing some of... no, no pleasing some people. There really isn't. No. There really isn't. Um, now, obviously, at the end of this year's Christmas special, or I should say last year's Christmas special now, um, we've got a little teaser trailer for the upcoming Series 10. Yes. Um, obviously, there's not much to, to, to discuss here, but I, the reason I sort of brought this up, because I don't know if you've caught this, Paul, since you've um, sort of arrived back in the country, um, it's certain that sort of dedicated fans... allowed me up for <laughs> Well, since they've um, it's it's aired and there's obviously you know dedicated fans who have been picking the trailer apart, um, freeze framing stuff, and um, I, I honestly didn't spot it because I wasn't looking for it. Actually, I, I I don't freeze frame trailers to see what's in it. Um, but did you spot the Mavellans in there, Paul? No, to be honest, no. Have, have you have you read about this? I did see something someone saying about it, yeah, but I hadn't gone into the 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 big. Yeah, reading about it or yeah. trying um, to find it or whatever. But do you know what they look—they look almost identical as they do in Destiny of the Daleks. Oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> they still got the beaded well, wigs. Even the guns look the same, for God's sake. Oh, <laughs> uh, when, when you get something so right the first time, I change it. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sure this is, this means a return to do- another return to Doctor Fratonia sober. <laughs> Surely, come on, he can still do the wig. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, the Mavellans. My God, because they they did hint at a a, a sort of a, re, a returning villain. I'm beginning to wonder if if that is them, or it could just be a little throwaway a throwaway scene, just as a little nod to to a, you know a villain well, of Doctor Who past. But we don't know. We're, again, well, we, we have we have yeah. got Daleks. Well, and it does actually say the Doctor does say in the trailer we're in the middle of a war, and yeah. does there's a Dalek. Then Mavellans very quickly. So, so, so is it? Is it? Is it? We we're revisiting that war. It could be. Oh, we're getting as bad as the rest of them now. <laughs> but you you could be right. You could be right. Blimey. I mean, I actually quite hope it is because it actually might quite an in, an interesting little story for the Daleks rather than the Daleks just coming back with something new. I'd quite like to be returning with something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, do you think the Mavellans were were, were fondly remembered? <laughs> Back in the day, because I certainly didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, they were they were an interesting idea. I think I like the idea of reaching this stalemate. Yeah, but you know, um, but it's just the way they were, they were visualised was a bit pants, really. But oh well, oh well. 
Well, we shall see. We I mean, we've only got a few months to wait now, so before it all kicks off again. Um, we're still assuming it's going to be um, April, aren't we? Yeah. So we'll, um, well, just fingers crossed, um, we're going to get a full Dalek versus my villain story. <laughs> That's what we want. That's what we. That's what. That's what they want, Paul. The fans. The fans <laughs> demand it. That's what they want, <laughs> not just us. Um, now um, on to uh, big finish news. And now it's been uh, since we've been away. Uh, it was actually before Christmas. This this announcement came out actually that there's uh, going to be another series of Fourth Doctor adventures, um, which is going to be released. Uh, we're going to continue. It says it into 2018. Because um, I think they they do actually record quite a few, don't they? And release them sort of in drips yeah. and drabs and whatever. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's there's a few sort of... Um, on, there's quite a few here, actually. Some, some sort of, I think there's another nine um, titles coming out um, for it. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Tom Baker's sticking at this. I'm glad he's still alive. To yeah, I know, I know. I mean, did you did you honestly think that come the end of 2016, I mean, we had we lost like, you know, so many people. And Carrie Fisher, um, yeah. right at the end, was just a real, you know, kick in the teeth. And, uh, and Debbie Reynolds the day after, which is just absolutely unbelievable. But, um, I mean, did you think Tom Baker as well? You just feared that there would be someone before the... Yeah, the end of the year just to finish it off in total disarray, really. Yeah, I know, I know. Unfortunately, that was um, that that was Carrie Fisher, wasn't it? So yeah. Oh dear. Uh, right. Okay. Now, next in the news, um, we've got some well, New Year's honours uh, list. Obviously, comes out um, for for New Year, and um, there's, there's a few sort of Doctor Who related honours there, isn't there? Yes. Because um, first up, we have the. The mighty Ken Dodd, eighty-nine years uh, years young. I'm going to say that's a bit of a bit of a cliche thing to say, but um, he's still touring now. Um, if those of you don't know um, Ken Dodd, obviously he appeared in. Uh, he got gloriously shot in the back <laughs> in Delta and the Bannerman. Um, obviously Sylvester McCoy story, um, but he's been a comedian for what's it says since the 1950s, um, and he still tours the um, the, the UK. Um, with his, what is called his happiness show. And he's well known for going way over time. Um, if yeah. you say you've got like a two hour show, he'll do four hours. Yeah. So, um, and it actually comes to the point, people have to leave to get their trains. So people are leaving or more or less like, <laughs> sort of like three quarters of the way through his act because they've got to get home, you know. So there's, there's people stories saying about, you know, the interval comes at two and a half hours. <laughs> So um, yeah, so well, so well done to uh, Sir, uh, Sir Ken Dodd. Um, also, a Tim Pick- Pickett Smith. Um, it's been made an OBE. Uh, <clears throat> he played Captain Harker in the Claws of Axos, and also he was the, played Marco in the Mask of Mandragora, as well. Um, he- um, Helen McCrory, um, who played Rosanna in the Vampires of Venice, um, she's been awarded an OBE. And Clive Rowe has been made an MBE. Now don't. Those you can remember, Clive Rowe played uh, Morvin Van Hoff. Um, he's one of the one after the couple that won the the trip on the Titanic in Voyage yeah. of the Damned. So um, yes, I, th- I think some of our younger listeners might know him from um, Tracy Beaker, which is a CBBC thing. N- never seen it. So no. apparently he's been in that more than anything else. So I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, 
And there's obviously and someone else. There's a cartoonist called Peter Brooks who made a CBE. Now the name might be not be familiar to you. It wasn't familiar to me either. Actually, I don't know about yourself there, Paul. I don't know if he's familiar to you. Uh, no, no. To be honest, no. no. Um, but but only after reading this, um, he produced. He was the main artist for covers for the Target books um, in the mid 1970s, and. It says here, and I think probably right, actually, his most well-known ones are for the Green Death and Planet of the Spiders, um, which I can remember the Planet yeah. of the Spiders one, was that one of set the, the Sarah Jane with the big spider on her back, if I remember yeah. rightly, didn't it? So, um, And he's worked on various, um, worked for the Radio Times and various other um, publications as well. So um, so if you're, if you're into the old uh, honours list thing, oh, well done to them. Well yes. done to them. Excellent. Right. Okay. Um now, I'm actually glad to say that um, for the first time this year, we're going to visit Omega's Attack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, now, Paul, um, I'm going to let you go through this one because you actually have this piece of tat. I have, yes. <laughs> this, this, is, this is proved in, in, in the intro to this. It says, the perfect gift or present for your dad, uncle, nephew, brother, boyfriend, husband, or teenagers. Well, I came into the brother category of that. <laughs> Obviously, was 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 a present from my sister, and you're way past it, the it teenager is... stage as well, mate. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> a present from your sister, you say? Yes. Okay. Okay. And and, 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 what, it, uh, and what is this present for? And it is actually well, it, it's as it's described as a police box garden bird feeder, <laughs> which obviously they haven't got the rights to call it a TARDIS. No, obviously not. Obviously not. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the photo here. Um, does it just suspend? Yes, it does. Yes, it does just suspend. Okay, okay. Is, yeah. it, is it squirrel proof? Um, I I, I haven't tried. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it, it hasn't been out of its box. If I'm honest, well, 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 the company uh, who make these was it, is it Cowshed? Yeah, I think. Well, I think there's a few. So yeah. yeah well, there, there, there appears to be quite a few. Um, I think they. I think there's someone. It's a red telephone box, bird feeder, and then there's a, a post box, bird feeder as well. So there's obviously a little, um, a little theme going on here. Um, for your, <laughs> it's it's the mashup of communications and bird feeding. It is. It's it's. it's why has anyone thought this before? I don't know. It, <laughs> it is obviously the thing, isn't it? I mean. Now, I suppose I suppose it started with the uh, carrier pigeon, didn't it? Really? Well, obviously it did. Obviously. <laughs> so, have you have you actually? I was going to say erected this yet, but have you, I was say, have you hung this up yet? <laughs> oh, that pleased. <laughs> have you hung this up yet? <laughs> no, no. As I said earlier, it's still in its box. Still in its box. Oh dear. Oh dear. I just I just wanted to know if it would um, actually attracted um, sort of any any birds to it actually. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I think like most Doctor Who things, it doesn't. <laughs> Is it just? Does it just attract sad sparrows in anoraks? <laughs> oh dear! Now you can get this this the this charming and delightful item um, from Amazon. dot uh, uk, um, and it, it will set you back um, thirty four pounds ninety nine. Free UK delivery though. Um, that's quite expensive yeah. for a bird feeder. That is, honest. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But it, well, does it make an ideal ideal Christmas treat for the kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, obviously, I was I was delighted with it. <laughs> oh dear! Now, are there any reviews? Ah, oh, there is actually. Um, it does actually say the birds don't seem to be put off by the vivid blue colour. And there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, I, oh, hang on, hang on. It says although quite pleased with the finish of this item, it did not measure up. <laughs> the box was advertised yeah. as measuring nine inches by nine inches by fourteen inches. In fact, it measures six and a quarter by six and a quarter by nine and three quarters. Mm. I'd, I'd hmm. send that back. <laughs> I, I, I haven't had my tape measure out yet. <laughs> oh dear! Someone else said fir- first one. The first one that the the police box sign fell off. I had to stick it back on with a hot glue gun. There you go. Oh dear! And then after about a week in the garden, the tray at the bottom started to split in the damp weather. Use more hot glue to fix. Um. Oh dear. I think this person just got a hot glue fetish, actually. So. <laughs> he just seems to have a bit of hot glue around. Exactly, yeah. Just happened to have it, you know, lying around, you know. But uh, don't we all, Paul? So I say, don't we all? Um, yes, so there you go. Just, just one item of tat, um, which I thought is actually quite interesting to, to discuss because one of us actually got it for a change. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the usual in-depth discussion of, well, would you buy that? I don't know if I'd get that. Well, well the reason you didn't buy it. <laughs> That's fine, no. <laughs> mainly because, <laughs> mainly because I, I've not got a uh, an uncle, nephew, brother, boyfriend or husband to buy it for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, okay. So if there's any good, Paul, I might get the red telephone box one. Oh, there you go. To, to hang in my garden. There we go. There we go. Okay, everybody. Um, that's it for the first block of news for 2017. Also, the first uh, Omega Tech Corner for 2017. Uh, so, coming up next, uh, we're going to discuss uh, the return of Dr. Mysterio. So, for another week, then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, um, finally it's time for us to um, take a look at this year's Christmas special, The Return of Dr. Mysterio. I'm back. Who are you? The doctor. Doctor. The doctor. Uh, the ghost. Who's the ghost? Masked vigilante, but he's super. <gasps> this seems nice. We're here to open your minds. What are those brain things? They're in life forms. Hey! Don't do that. Duty calls. Now, um, before we get on to what we thought um, about this, um, we actually asked for your opinion on this, uh, dear listeners, and we got quite a bit of feedback, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, yes, we did. Yes, it was rather rather good, actually. So um, what we're going to do, we're going to run through this first before we get on to uh, what we thought about it. So uh, let's kick off then. So uh, first up, we had uh, Jeff Waddle. Hi, Jeff. Um, he wrote, uh, the same story as Bells of St. John, which was the same story as a previous one. Better than what I feared. Capaldi carried it, but please let us have some new ideas. Okay, uh, thanks, Jeff. Um, next up, with Andrea Volmin. Uh, jolly good fun. Albay interrupted by a cat hurlage here. Um, now, I don't know if that means you were hurling cats same, at the same. screen. yeah, <laughs> Or they were hurling themselves at the telly. I don't... <laughs> they were hurling themselves off a building. So, 
<laughs> Thanks very much, Andrea. Um, uh, next one's up for Martin Havel from. The... That's what it was actually. Oh, there was there wasn't a thing, was there? Saying there wasn't a thing saying please don't try this at home when you fell off a building, was there? And the cats just decided just to decided try to do it, it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take note, BBC. <laughs> Uh, so next up we have Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast obviously a previous guest of this show as well um, he writes uh, for the first time ever I stopped watching an episode of Doctor Who halfway through uh, the Doctor has a link to someone he met as a child that's never been done before Pokemon Go references were outdated six months ago we're living in the golden age of geekdom right now we've never had it so good Marvel are batting 100 with shows like Daredevil Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and after a year off the BBC Go is a cliche written superhero parody that's been done better elsewhere maybe doctor who was no better or worse than it used to be maybe everyone else is just performing at the next level hmm yeah i mean i can i'd like to see what how they did how they do daredevil at 5 p.m on a christmas day on bbc <laughs> one for the family audience <laughs> yeah, it might not be quite the same show as it gets out on netflix maybe not maybe not but uh, uh, that's probably the problem that um doctor who has to go i i also thought about the pokemon go stuff and thought that that was a bit i think that's just the problems of having to produce something six months ago you either just totally ignore anything that's happening or you take a chance that it's still going to be around by the time this gets broadcast. Yeah, I think there's still there's still the odd person playing it, but you know. Yeah, but not to the extent. No. Obviously, having had experience of living with somebody who was playing it quite a lot, or maybe they are. <laughs> I'll say maybe they are still playing it in Japan. Because that, that, that's where he did it. It was in the Tokyo office, so maybe they're still playing it in Japan. Anyway. Um, um, th- thanks, Martin. Thanks very much, mate. Um, anyway, next up we have Craig Hansen. Um, he wrote, um, I liked it. Uh, the central characters of Grant and Lucy brought a smile, but no more than that. Nardole was quite intriguing. Harmony's show were interesting and quite well done. It wasn't a tearjerker like some Christmas specials, but uh, are but not bad at all. Okay, thanks, Craig. Uh, next up we have David Light. Um, hi, David. Um, he says, All right, episode in all. Didn't rewrite sci-fi or anything, but was funny and, and entertaining. Job done. Uh, yeah, thanks, David. That's, what, that's all the Christmas special wants to be, isn't it? I th- really, I yeah, suppose. I think so, yeah. Um, next up, we have um, Suki Kark. Hi, Suki. Um, he says, watch the episode whilst family members wandered in and out of room and talked all through it. I had to explain a couple of things to those that don't watch on a regular basis. Uh, the family members that stayed for the duration all enjoyed it. I did like Matt Lut- Lucas as Nardol. The central love story between Grant and Lucy was great. And does that mean that the brains are going to return in the new series as the leader has escaped? Thanks, mm, Luke. Yeah, it does lend itself to that, doesn't it, actually? It mm. certainly does. Um, next up, we have uh, Paul Volano. Um, he wrote, uh, writes, I enjoyed it a great deal. A romp for the kiddies with enough humour for adults. Nothing inappropriate as far as I could tell. I was beginning to think it was pitched perhaps too much to the kiddies when they mentioned the 24 years meme and I was gutted. Uh, the first time they mentioned it, I thought of Clara for some reason, not River, and hoped she wouldn't be back. But the second time, I must admit, I've missed it up thinking of River. Okay, thanks, Paul. Uh, next up, Jim Cameron from the Crinoid podcast. Hi, Jim. Um, also a, a previous guest on this uh, podcast as well. Um, he writes, I enjoyed it much more than last year's disappointing effort. Still no tension or threat, but the script was quite funny and the characters were fairly engaging. 
I felt it was like it was written for Matt Smith's Doctor, but Capaldi did a good uh, a good job with it as always. Matt Lucas was quite amusing too. In general, relatively enjoyable fluff and good enough for a Christmas special. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it being a Matt Smith until I read that, and then I suddenly thought, yeah, no, I can see what I can see where. Yeah, that's I can, yeah, from. I can as well. Actually, you can you, you can quite imagine Matt Smith doing that, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, um, now next up we have Hayden Gribble again, another, a previous guest of this podcast as well. Hi, Hayden. He's from the Diddly Dumb and the Podcasters Royale um, podcast. So um, he wrote, "My sixteen-year-old sister loved it." and is now back on board for next year. And considering that's the demographic they lost last series, if it wins them back, then I'm all for it. Hmm. That's a good hmm. point, actually. That's a good point. I mean, if, if it did seem to lose that demographic because it's an older Doctor. Yeah. And the moment that that's kind of harks back to Jim's comments of a Matt Smith, it's written for Matt Smith's Doctor. Yeah. Really, doesn't it? That. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, cheers, Hayden. Um, next up, uh, Cameras Chowdhury, um, and he writes, infinitesimal, I can't even say it. Can you say it, Paul? I can't no, say this I'm word. Not go, no. Infinitesimally better than last year. I, I just about got through that. I, there's no, just, so that this, is the new, this is the new thing. When we ask for feedback, who can put the most impronounceable word? <laughs> Oh, good. Um, okay, thanks, cameras. And then Ben Rush uh, writes: the young lad who saw Superman in nineteen seventy-eight was very happy this evening. Is that the first thing he's seen since nineteen seventy-eight? Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's been locked in the cupboard all the time. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. Um, okay, next up, John Michael Lindsay, um, who's previously contributed uh, briefly to this podcast as well. Um, he writes, uh, right, writes, writes, I'm going to call Cornwall then. Um, I have to say, with the exception of the last five minutes, this is quite possibly one of the worst episodes I've seen since it came back. Um, Peter Capaldi works really hard with the material given, but the story and characters were nowhere near the strength we normally see. Now, we had a follow-up comment to that. This was on uh, Facebook. Uh, Richard Bennett um, wrote in reply, John Michael, I have to disagree with you. I really enjoyed it. So two sides of the, of the same coin there. Um, okay, so uh, cheers, gents. And then lastly, we have um, Hannah uh, Stockwell. And Hannah writes, I thought it was pretty mediocre. Found myself itching uh, to check my phone whilst it was on, which is never a good sign. Kids enjoyed it, though. Okay, so we've got, we got yeah, some... And, that, some and that, varying... that comes back to the old question of who is this series for, isn't it? it exactly, exactly. It does... and. Judging by the comments, it does seem to be more aimed towards kids than anything else. To to, to be honest, I think... again, that's that's always something that the Christmas special is gonna yes. is gonna have, isn't it? More exactly. than any other, probably. Exactly. So um, that's what our, some of our listeners thought. Um, but what did we think of it, um, Paul? I'm, I'm gonna hand this over to you now. What what did you think of this? Um, I was. Not actually looking forward to this because I thought it was going to be a pretty silly and awful thing. I don't know. I just don't, <laughs> right. I just I just don't see where superheroes and Doctor Who comes in. Really, I don't know. It's probably a bit unfair, but that hmm. that was that was my worry about this. I also wasn't looking forward to uh, Matt Lucas being back in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because I think he can be a bit overbearing in these sort of things. Well, I, he can be a bit one note, can't he? He usually yeah. sort of plays the same sort of character. 
yeah. everything he does. And, so. I have, and I have to say, actually, I was fairly pleasantly surprised. Okay. I didn't find myself not wanting to watch it. And it, I actually watched it again, and it wasn't even actually a chore watching it again. So it obviously got to the balance fairly enough, in my opinion, to to have worked. Okay, okay. I know that. I know that. I know. I know that is faint praise indeed. <laughs> but but, but it, it's difficult. I mean, as as we've just discussed on there, the Christmas specials uh, have to appeal to anybody. Really, yeah, yeah. It's it's really how how they work, and I suspect anything that I would have said, oh, that was brilliant. That was absolutely what I want to watch Doctor Who for, and that was brilliant sci-fi. Would have been a a, a disaster at Christmas. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can I can accept that you're always going to get these sort of stories at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, and I, and I can, I can perfectly, perfectly, and so we should, to be honest. I think, I don't think uh, we can sit there and say, "Oh, I want some groundbreaking television at Christmas," because you just don't tend to to get it. You're aiming no. at too broad an audience. Exactly, it's meant to be. I mean, I know Doctor is meant to be. It, it's normally pictures a family show, anyway. Um, yeah, but at Christmas, it, it's even more so. You know, it, it, yeah. I mean, Christmas Day is meant to be the, you know, the one day that everybody's together, everybody watches things together, listens, plays games together. You know, it's you know, it's the big family day. So I I, I agree with you. It, it shouldn't be anything other than a, a family sort of plotted adventure, really. Something for everybody. Yeah, and I and I think and I think this is sort of works this one because it is so in its its own way a standout episode. It's good that we we're, we haven't got the regular companion yet. Yes, um, because because it, it does it, it it becomes basically almost a throwaway episode in that sense. Mm. Although obviously we're going to get our doll in it in the series. Yeah, and I have to say actually, yeah, I, I actually quite liked him in this. I think he he provided the light relief. Well, not not that there needed to be much light relief. <laughs> no, not really. But I think no. think it was. He was limited to that role without trying to be anything else, and I think that sort of worked. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole thing about just 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 maybe laughing even just a bit there. Oh, an elephant! Yeah, I know. He sort of sat there playing with like with some like like yeah. childlike wonder on his face as he was doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and I no. think that sort of worked in that sense. But also, and just to give it the little. You didn't actually also feel that out of place when he was questioning the doctor on the, you know, why don't you talk about it and why don't you want to talk about it sort of thing. Mm, yeah. I thought it sort of worked as well without it actually feeling that there was two characters. It was a contrast in the character. So that that was actually quite well done, I think. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I've got, I've got to say that on I obviously you didn't sit on Christmas Day, do because you you were out sort of no. um, sunning yourself, weren't you? So. Um, yes. I watched, so I watched it Christmas Day, and I said there's only like a couple of things we actually watched um, on Christmas Day anyway, which I think the kids watched Frozen in the afternoon, and then Doctor Who when it was on. So it's the only time we watched the telly really um, during the day. Um, and I must you recalled Mrs. Brown boys to watch on your oh, own. Later. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Of course, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, <laughs> um, so after I watched it on Christmas Day, I had absolutely no opinion of it whatsoever because I didn't hear a damn thing. 
because the yeah. kids the kids were just they weren't really interested in it. Um, I'd say they're only three years old anyway, coming up to four, and they just had their toys to play. That's all they wanted to do. They wanted to play with their toys, which is fair enough. So I was trying to watch it and keep them entertained at the same time, and and I did basically just didn't, didn't hear a word of it. I was sort of it was sort of more or less sort of on in the background, if you if you know what I mean. So, and I didn't watch it again till like nearly a week later. Um, I wasn't sort of like I must watch that when the kids go to bed, or I watch I must watch it first thing tomorrow morning on Boxing Day. Um, and because I, I was watching it, I sort of like felt a little bit sort of underwhelmed a bit with what I was watching. But when I watched it the second time, um, a week later, and I like yeah, I was thought, oh, I don't know if I can really be bothered to watch it, which is a, a, a sad thing to say after waiting a whole year for Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and then, but when I did watch it the second time, I actually quite really, I really quite enjoyed it. To to, to be honest, and I, I totally agree with you. Um, it, it, it and some of the comments we had from our feedback, it, it, it was, it was light, it was fluffy, it was undemanding, um, which a, a Christmas special should be. Um, it doesn't have to be heavy on the science fiction. Maybe it didn't have to hark back to the husbands of River Song and the, and the whole river thing. It, 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 I think that's the one thing that. Doctor Who can be quite guilty of uh, recently. Yeah. It, it keeps having to reference past things all the time. Um, and I know, understandably, I maybe just trying to remind people, it's been a year since the last story. I have to remind you what happened in the last story. Uh, but do you have to keep doing that in, in a Christmas special? Do you have to keep having... Yeah. A, you know, that's my, probably my, my, few, my few criticisms of this, is do you have to have the Doctor being... You know, right at the end, after the adventure's over, being a little bit sort of you know, self-reflective, and, and it sort of gets a little bit—I'm gonna say syrupy and maudlin, but but do, do you know what I mean? That it doesn't have to yeah. do that. It's meant to be Christmas, you know. Despite I mean, despite suspect... the fact Christmas is done over and done with very very quickly in this, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why I actually quite enjoyed it because that the whole thing the Doctor been let into um, Grant's bedroom because they're oh, you, oh, you know, my mum, you know, we're expecting you. Yeah, because he says an old man outside. He, he, his mum thought it was Father Christmas or Santa Claus to, yeah. uh, to, to everyone else. So and that, and that's it. It was done, and Christmas wasn't mentioned again. And I think it, that was that was actually quite refreshing. Yes, to be honest, because yeah, I mean, it was it was actually quite a good dig at the people that have been complaining about an old doctor, wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> just to make actually just make that part of the thing that there's an old man else. Yeah, you? I know, I know. I thought, I thought, I thought that was that. That worked really well, and so you couldn't have done yeah. that with Matt Smith or David Tennant, could you? If, if no. it was written for them, so um, no, I thought I thought that worked really well. Um, and to echo, I think it was Ben uh, Ben Rush's comments in the, in the feedback. This was a love letter to um, Richard Donner's Superman from nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, it, it it really was because you, you had. Um, that it references so many different things. I mean, even sort of like he's reading Superman comic as well. So um, there was no getting away from it. It was definitely sort of like, you know, this this is a direct parody of Superman. But it's also a direct parody of the Superman film. Um, even to like, like having the the rooftop meeting between um, the ghost and Charity. Uh, um, sorry, Lucy Fletcher's Charity Wakefield was the actress's name. Sorry, Lucy Fletcher. So, um, which you had with between Superman and, and uh, Lois Lane in the film as well. So, and I didn't mind that, to be perfectly honest, no. because it, it wore its in, 
his intentions were just so upfront. I, I didn't care, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it wasn't trying to be clever in terms of saying this is all groundbreaking. No, not at it all. It worked. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it for that. I really did like it for that. Um, and I liked the, the interaction that the um, uh, the Doctor had with all um, three versions of Grant as well. The, you know, the, the sort of like the first Grant he meets and the teenage Grant, then the grown up um, Grant stroke ghost now as well. Um, so, and I, I sort of think that I was correct in thinking this was the first erection gag we've had in Doctor Who. Uh, as far as I can remember, <laughs> yes. I can't say I've kept a list of. Them. Well, unless you, unless you, unless we ignore Alpha Centauri. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear! I mean, it's it's been difficult. Cause I've been trying to um, stay away from. Before we've recorded our, our oh, did, well, didn't, oh, didn't we have um, the second Doctor and Jamie in the was it the two Doctors saying going on about it's a big one? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. At the beginning. Oh, we had always said oh. um, um, blow a blowjob gag in um, Love and Monsters as well, really, didn't we? So <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's the first erection joke that I can I can think of. But <laughs> no, but I. I, I <laughs> No, I I just thought it I just thought it was quite you know it was quite funny. I just I just like the the way he sort of it sort of jumped back to the doctor sort of keeping tabs on him as he as he grew up. Um, so I, I just I just thought it was I just thought I just liked it, you know. And I, I don't feel ashamed of saying that to be honest. I think there was a lot of people yeah. who sort of didn't like this at all. Um, but I just enjoyed it, you know. I I, I think it was just um, yeah, great great for a Christmas day. Um, I, thought, I think I'd be disappointed we, if we had a series that was set in this tone all the way through. Well, yeah, we don't know what's coming up. I mean, obviously, the, the, the teaser no, trailer we got it doesn't give away a lot, does it? Um, not, no. So, yeah, to that extent, yeah. I, but I don't know. I think I think at some point we are going to have to accept that it is also a children's program. Yes, <laughs> we are. We are. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think if they start to put it out... Um, if, if, if the next series comes out in, in the spring, whatever it is, um, if they start pulling it out earlier in the evening, then it has to be more child-friendly. Because I'll be perfectly honest, because it's been going out later, the last couple of series, and some of the episodes haven't been child-friendly. No. I mean, a lot of people no. complained about... Um, oh, God. The, 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 the penultimate episode of Series 8... I've laughed at me, I can't remember what the hell it was called now. Um, where you hear the, the dead person talking and his absolute terror yeah. about, you know, being sort of, you know, dead and about to be cremated and whatever. So it, it's, I mean, a lot of people complain about that, saying it's not nice for kids to hear that sort of thing. Um, so, so if this is going to be more kid friendly and it's going out an earlier time, then I think that fits, to be honest. But if it's more kid friendly, it's still going out at like eight, eight o'clock. Then maybe not. I think that's when it was. I think again, you might start losing more viewers again. You got to pitch it to the right and, audience and, and the right time. It's, it's a it's a difficult yeah. balance the BBC have got here. It really is. And you can sort of have you can you you can be scary. I mean, Doctor Who's exactly. always had is always meant to be from behind the sofa, isn't it? Watch from behind yeah. the sofa. So so you don't want to take that out of it. No, I mean, I was going uh, to think you had all the brains in the jars. 
and they had eyes on. So you've you've got little heart back to uh, it was a Keys of Marinus, if you can remember Keys of Marinus with the brains in the jaws, with the eyes on the stalks, um, and also brain yeah. of brain of Morbius, which was a proper gothic yes. horror. And that was going out early on, sort of you know early evening on on a Saturday back in the day. And I think people complained about it then, didn't they? I think Mary Whitehouse probably did, but. I didn't think anything of it back then. So, I mean, now, sort of Christmas Day's brains in jars. Um, well, no, it's nothing that hasn't been done before, really. No. No. Yeah, I mean, that that's probably the only sort of bit of shock that came with this, wasn't it? Was the tap on the jar and the eyes appeared. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was it, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the rest was pretty... Reasonably fluffy. Uh, the one thing I'm, I, I just didn't was just the the splitting of the heads to get the gun out. I just didn't see the point in that. No, no. Um, I don't. Just, that just seemed to be that 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 just really, really, really seemed to be. Oh, we can do this effect. <laughs> well, it, I think it work. It works well um, in the um, the previous Christmas special, the Husbands of River Song. Okay. Yeah. So, but in this, it didn't because, and the reason it got ruined for, for me is because of the introduction of of the brains, because they're using these bodies yeah. as as like hosts basically. So, and it's already established that the um, what was it? His name, Mister Brock, saw the um, eyes of Doctor Sim briefly flicker and sort of change color, so you can see like the alien yeah. eyes behind. So, um. If they can split their head open, so it's already established that that brain is now yeah. in that guy's head. Yeah, that's where the so eyes that'd are. That'd be the one. That'd be the one bit they wouldn't want to be uh, messing around with. Exactly, is the head, wouldn't you? Exactly. So that's a pretty big plot hole, really. To be honest, it's, I mean, it's a nice effect, you know, pulling the head apart. But again, I, I agree with you. Why would you keep a gun in there, really? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not. It's not as if they had to be that to hide their. If they was armed or anything, especially you know, it, it, like it was gonna... actually in his own building. Yeah, so there was well, no need yeah, to hide it. Like, it, so. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the fact that yeah they'd gone through into a secure building where they couldn't take weapons, and that was how they'd hid the weapon to get in. Yeah, no, was, no, exactly. It just yeah, it's in their own building. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I thought I actually thought the alien invasion thing was probably the weakest part of of this story, to be honest. Um, it could have just been a nice story about that, you know, the guy dealing to be dealing with being a superhero, and the double the old yeah. double life, which I thought was entertaining enough. But the um, the whole alien invasion thing, um, you know, it, that is meant to replace key authority figures um, I mean, around the world. That's like, that's, alien, that's yeah, but that's just ripped off Aliens of London because that was the same thing, replacing key authority figures. And, yeah. he, and the doctor even says about you know replacing them, putting a zip in their head. So he, they even reference aliens of London as well. So, um, and that's not really a story uh, you want to call back to, really, is it? So, no. I, mean, I did quite like the idea that their plan was to basically blow up a city so that only their building would stand mm. to make everybody then want to go into their buildings in other cities. Yeah. I did. I, I quite like that as an idea, actually. Yeah, I just thought that the, the actual aliens themselves, 
um, with the whole brain yeah. brain thing. Now it's been established that's what they do with the, the head splitting things, put a brain in there because, well, where's the brain when they pull their head apart? Um, yeah, it, I suppose it's a, a big leap of faith is um, is is called for there. Yes. But yeah, but it just seems a bit of a silly plot hole, really. When you've, when you've established that brain is in their head, so I don't want to keep going on about it, but it just seems a bit bit silly. But there you go. And 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 the the other bit that obviously I now start thinking to myself, oh yeah, but it's right at the end as we had the comment about, are we going to have them coming back? Because obviously, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Mister Brock one got away. Yeah, away. Yes, I was in there. How did he do that? I mean, before they needed, on the basis they needed three doctors or whatever, surgeons it was, to put a brain into the head. Yeah. How did he do that quickly on his own? It must have been at some point where he had to move the brain that one body wasn't going to be working. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I know. It's, uh, as you say, it's a bit of, it's a bit of flow away, uh, throwaway fluff that doesn't require close examination, really, does it? So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm ignoring the fact of somebody's flying around. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. You know, <laughs> powered by a distant star, so don't worry about that. That's, well, that's fine. Actually, I'm okay actually, with that. Again, that, re- that again referencing Superman because Superman takes his power from the sun. So yeah, um, so yeah. Again, it, I would say it's, a, it's such a people are going to say a rip off of Superman. I'd just say it was a homage to Superman. Yes, you know. Um, and if and if you're going to do something for Christmas Day, I think the only superhero, you, one of the few superheroes you can um, sort of homage is going to be Superman because there's nothing traditionally dark or troubled about the character. No. If you're going to do that about Batman, if you're going to try and do a homage of Batman, then the person's going to have to have some dark secret he's hiding or some personal tragedy. Um, but with but with this. Superman's meant to be like a beacon of hope and this is what the ghost is supposed to be as well so and I had no problem with that absolutely no problem with that whatsoever I really didn't I really didn't Um, I wouldn't like to see it done again to be honest I think now they've done the superhero thing that's it leave it there yeah to be honest I don't don't think you know and and ne- and never go back to these characters. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a good as a one off, and 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 that's it really. I think that that's where I'd like to like to leave it. Um, what did you? I mean, what do you think of the, the Mister Huffle scene when she's interviewing the Doctor, trying to get the information out of him? Uh, I actually quite like that. I did. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah, because you, cause if someone had explained that to me, oh, and there's going to be a scene like this, I'd have thought, hmm, mm, okay. But the thing is, when I watched that on Christmas Day, because I said I couldn't really hear what was going on, okay, there was this thing screaming. I thought, what's going on? Why is she? And I, because I couldn't pay attention to what was happening. Um, I thought she was doing that to cover up the doctor's answers, like the like the place was being bugged or something. Yeah. And so until I watched it the second time, she was actually doing it to torture the doctor, basically. So. So I, I, I really didn't. I saw what well, now. I sort of watched the second time, so I under, sort of got what what it was trying to achieve. And I, again, I, I like you. I, I enjoyed it to be honest. Yeah, it was just sort of hitting the button, wasn't it, to say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, a horrible noise it was letting out. So, um, but what, what did you? Um, I mean, going back to um, one of the comments, it was Paul Villano's comments about the, the River Song comment. I mean, what, what did you think of referencing that? Really, because as you, as you said, you, uh, did you have to? I mean, it was referencing 
the last episode we saw, which, which was a year ago, is maybe just reminding people about what happened last. The problem is if you don't reference it, you'll get people saying, oh, you've gone from, this, this, you know, the Doctor being, um, having lost her and all that, to, mm. to not even mentioning it or caring about it, as if she'd never existed. And you'd yeah. have people complaining about that. So I suspect there's a temptation that you've got to put it in there somewhere. I don't think it was particularly overdone. No, I don't think so. I think it was um, quite an, a, a nice understated little scene, to be honest. Yeah. I really did. And I think that then hopefully allows it to certain to draw a line and that's that and now we can get on with the new um new companion, companion without without there being a, a hopefully without there being a oh well I used to have you know the whole I used to travel with someone or I used to know you know going on all the time yeah let's, yeah. let's hope that that was it that was the we've he's had 24 years and blah 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 you know to get over it and now he's got over it sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you, actually, because um, apparently the, the, the Series 10 is meant to be like Doctor Who starting from new, as it were. Yeah. So uh, I, all I can gather from that, it's not going to carry all the previous baggage, if you can call it that, that that's come before. So you can, so yeah. what, if you've never watched an episode of Doctor Who before, from my understanding, you can just jump straight in with this. And then you're off. Pretty much like, I suppose, with um, when it came back in 2005. Really. You had yes. a little bit of backstory about the Time Lords, but they just sort of did away with the Time Lords, just let the Doctor go on his own without without all that baggage, basically. Uh, which I know annoys a lot of the older fans, um, but I can understand why they, why they did it, and I can understand why they're doing it again, to be honest. It's all like a to reboot. Some extent, did it, and did it with Matt Smith. Yes, they starting. did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it, and it probably has to be done like that because otherwise you do, you will get, a, you'll never be able to get a new audience involved. No. Without them feeling that they've come in 50 years into it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, I've only got to watch the other 174 episodes. Yeah, to realise what the hell is going on here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> catch up now. I'll put a couple of weekends aside before March or April. <laughs> Oh dear! Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just wanted to sum up to say I, I think this was probably. Um, damn it! I'm going to say it. For me, this is probably like the perfect Christmas Day Doctor Who. To be honest, I, I, I just, I just, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's the best Christmas. One, but no, it it's is, not the it best is, one. Think... It's a, but it's a perfect Christmas Day Doctor Who story, if you know what I mean. Yes, it's not the best yeah. one, not by yeah, a long it, shot, but it's it, yeah, it, it's what I think you'd expect a, a probably expect a Christmas special to be. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the, the sort of the, the best best way to describe it. Certainly, so. Okay, should we leave that there on a nice positive note? Yes. Yes, excellent. 
good stuff. Right, okay then. So what's coming up next um, when, when we return in a week after next? We don't know yet. <laughs> I was going to say, I started listening intently there because that's what I was going to find out. <laughs> um, I think what we what we will probably do, Paul, um, is because we're sort of um, a bit less time than we, than we would usually have um, to get through a um, a target novelisation because we're going to be called in sort of pretty soon, really, aren't we? So um, I would say, should we kick off our Series 1 retrospective with Rose? Um. Yes, we can do if you like. Let's do that, Shoy. Let's do that. Nice and nice and easy. All we've got to do is watch that and not have to. We could do a big finish, but I haven't decided what one to do yet. So. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Let's go with that. It's great. Right. People, people listening to what we do live on air is fantastic, isn't it? How, how we come? <laughs> how we come to these decisions? <laughs> we've ruined the magic for everyone now, Paul. <laughs> Yeah, if, if anyone disagrees with that, you've got five seconds. No, okay. no, that's it. Okay, that's it. We're doing that. So, series one retrospective. We're going to we've, we've you've had your chance. So, you've had your chance. You've had your chance. So this this will be quite interesting. We're going sort of well, back to the beginning, but back to the beginning of this reboot and of, of Doctor yes. in two thousand and five. So um, yes, that's what we're going to do next. That's it. We've made a decision, right. Paul. We've done it. Okay. Blow off to blow the dust off the box set now. I've watched that for ages. <laughs> Oh dear. Right, okay then everybody. So um until next time then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.